Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, man. It's like everything's not working right today. I'm having all kinds of problems. Like, this isn't looking right either. So I apologize for that. Uh, let me see if I can fix some of this stuff that I got going on right now. There we go. Holy hell. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Jeez. I'll get into that more in a moment. All right. God, sorry about that. Okay. All right, that worked. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the to the not Tuesday show. <laughs> I also heard that I I had uh had that messed up a little bit. So, uh do I have some trying to see if I hear something else going on in the background. Oh man. Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is break the cycle with This is break the break the cycle. <laughs> With DSD, I'm your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you that uh, has been through an experience that I've created some tips and techniques over the years that have helped me that I share with you to hopefully help you do the same thing. Break the cycle, break the, the chains that uh, keep you down, hopefully help you repair your relationship with your kids, if you have any. The other thing I always like to say is only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So be careful whenever you're throwing diagnoses around. Uh, you can get yourself in trouble and, and hurt your own credibility. And oftentimes, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, or I was talking about this yesterday. Your credibility is kind of the key thing on this. And, and whenever you mess that up, it makes it harder for people to believe you. So be careful on that. If you want to get notified of the show, you can uh, sign up for the SMS notifications. Just text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012, and that will put you on the list to get notified via text message before I go live. And that did go out today, so I got that working at least. And if you want to call in and participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-373. DSD Live. If you're outside of the United States and you want to participate, you can use the web interface. Just scroll down in the description and you will find that. All right. Okay. So I just, just before I jump into everything, I, and I know I, I shouldn't talk about, it. I mean, you guys don't really care. I could probably pretend like nothing happened this morning and it would be no big deal. <laughs> but I went to try to set up the show. YouTube would let me create the show. It's like, uh, yeah, no. I'm like, uh, okay, try again, try again. I finally had to use my software to get the show to create, and then it duplicated it. And in that confusion, just trying to, because I kept running out of time, I ended up putting the wrong date and the wrong thumbnail out. Uh, I think I got the date fixed. I did get the thumbnail and the bait. It was just crazy. And then when I started, my my screen was all all uh, all messed up. So that looks good. Let me just run through this real quick. That looks okay. That looks okay. That looks okay. That looks all right. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and on top of everything else, I didn't get coffee. I'm drinking ice water today. Uh, hopefully you guys have a better beverage of choice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a train wreck. Ah, uh, okay. 
I, I, uh, let me, let me just, let me, this is just, it's almost, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating, but it's almost funny. And, uh, oh no, it looks like I also clobbered my show notes for today. So, uh, oh, it's cause I'm on the wrong day. <laughs> oh my God. I, I. This is just outstanding. Let's see. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can flip this around. There we go. There we go. Jeez. Holy cow. Oh, I I, I hope my my calamity is entertaining for you guys. This is funny. All right. Uh, I I see. I think I saw some people say they like the new configuration. So I'm going to scroll up here this morning and. Uh, uh, Oh yeah, Tiffany was like replaying Tuesday, Godlike Powers. No, I just uh, was having all kinds of problems. So yeah, there's a few people who caught the the date thing wrong. That was interesting. So uh, yeah, I like this. John says, "Good morning, everyone. Make it a boob-free day." I kind of feel like this whole morning has been a big boob. To be honest, it's pretty funny. Okay, um, all right. So I see a few people here. We're getting things going. Uh, <laughs> just funny. Anyways, uh, oh, thanks. Our brand says hit the like button. I appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Appreciate the support. Um, uh, Will says, uh, I'm digging the changes to the layout. Looking good. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. Scrolling. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Tiffany says, I love the, co- I loved your coffee video you made in 2018. Yeah, I forgot about that. I had to post that to this channel. I made one of those silly little montage of making coffee. See, I grab my coffee and it's water. See, but I'm honest with you guys, because I could easily say, man, I'm enjoying this, this hex- excellent homebrew. <laughs> Other than you might hear the, the clanking of the ice cubes in the microphone. Ah, <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah, a lone parent and I are. Someone got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyways, okay. Oh, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, have, en- enjoying the uh, the entertainment of this calamity. <laughs> let me get uh, let me get everything else lined up. So, okay, I think I'm good. I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, I know what I'm missing. My my microphone, my levels. Because I like to be able to see what the microphones are doing. Okay. Holy cow. What a week. All right. So I'm going to jump into what uh, I wanted to discuss today. I was going to try to do this the other day, but we just didn't get a chance to it. And this is the, 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 uh, how do you say this? The, the trend or the trap. I'll say it's the trap. It's the trap we get into. When we get stuck trying to figure the X out, you, you're sitting there and you're dealing with your situation and it's so crazy to you that you get in this feedback loop to where you're just like, kind of like asking yourself the question, why? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? And the crazy part is, trying to move around a little bit here, get things set up a little bit better. 
the crazy thing is, is that the answers are relatively simple. It's just hard to really process. And you have to really remind yourself that they don't process things the same way that you do. See, we look at these people and, and we try to discern what they're doing or, or how they're acting in the same, in the way we would, what would make us do or say something, right? So for instance, if you're caught in a smear campaign and they're throwing something out at you, you look at it and say, well, I would never say something like that unless I believed it. So then why are they saying that? Because it's not true. And then most people even go through that phase to where it's like, well, I think it's not true, but is it true? Maybe am I losing my mind to where I don't understand what I'm doing? And maybe I am. No, I don't know. Let me ask you guys. Have you guys had that experience too? Because I know I did. I know there was a period of time in the beginning of this where I'm like, I actually asked friends of mine, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? Because it just... It didn't make sense to me that someone could be throwing these allegations, these smears out there. And it's like, that's not me, you know? Now, yesterday during the show with Leslie, we were talking about, um, you know, the smears and, and projection and stuff. But when someone is, is doing that, and your reputation is so, or what they, they typically target whatever's really important, right? And I think for the most part, everyone's, everyone's reputation and how they're perceived with people is important. It was really important to me. And whenever you're being attacked at that, you know, at your core, you're being systematically undermine by what everyone's being told, it drives you nuts. And again, it goes back to what I was saying before is that you look at it from the perspective that you would never do that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping everyone out there, they would not just for their own personal gain, just start to slander somebody or tear somebody apart just to accomplish some nefarious goal of theirs. So it makes it really tough. But a toxic narcissistic person doesn't care about honesty, doesn't care about integrity. Let me back up. They care about it when it pertains to them, right? So they want their reputation to stay and they want their integrity to be valued above yours. But they do all this about their own preservation and victory. It's not about empathy for the target. Obviously, they don't have any, and they don't care about that. They don't have any empathy for what they're doing. So it makes it really easy for them to do false orders of protection, to try to erase you out of the life of your kids. Because for them, it's just about their victory, not how it's going to affect you, not how it's going to affect any kids. It's all about them. The reality is, and I think we just, actually, I think we discussed this a little bit yesterday too. And just to be clear, these talking points were made 
I think like last week, I just, because of the way we ran things, I didn't get an opportunity to discuss it. It's just a lot of these stories overlap. So that's how a lot of this stuff happens. But whenever you get into a point where you're fighting with them or, or maybe not fighting is not the right word, but whenever you're in this conflict and you think you finally have them cornered, you're like, I got everything. This is, this is the mighty blow. This is, this is the got you moment. Because, you, again, it goes back to what I was talking about before, is we process things the same way we think about them which whenever you have them in that gotcha moment, you think that if somebody had you, if you had been telling falsehoods, effectively lying about things, and if someone caught you, you would be like, oh, crap, okay, all right, and you would back off, or you would want to make this go away. But these people tend to act like cornered animals, and they will lash out with anything and everything that they have. And the last thing I just want to say on this particular segment is with all of that, you have to remember that you absolutely do not deserve what happened. There's no justification with what they've done, but you have to figure this out and figure out or pick the path to best salvage your life. That's how you win. That's how you ultimately defeat these people is you break the connections that they have with you. You minimize the impact or the ability of them to impact your life. And you take your life back and you make it to where they don't have that power over you anymore. So that, that was my morning rant. I do have a caller. I'll grab that in a moment uh, in, in just a second. I'm just going to check, uh, check some of the comments, see what you guys had to say about that little, that little conversation. Anyways. Oh, that's interesting. Old Dirty Dasher says, So my ex has been going to therapy for four years. I think it's helping her diminish her narcissistic tendencies. Let me ask you this, old Dirty Dasher. Are you considering getting back in a relationship with her? You go on and say, and it feels weird when interacting with her. I would say you, you just got to be incredibly careful. And uh, if, if you are, I'm not sure if you are, if you are considering revisiting that relationship, you got to be careful. You have to look at the actions and the words and you have to have a very critical eye. Not a hopeful eye, very critical eye. Good. You said no way. All right, good. Then I don't, then I don't need to uh, go into a lot of detail on that. And this is, all right, I'm going to try to. So good. I'm glad to hear that. What I want to say on that guys is, uh, when you break out of a relationship with one of these folks, stay out. Don't go back. Maybe you can have a friendly relationship with them and co-parent with them, but don't get sucked back into the vortex of chaos. You know, you've been there. 
you've gone down that road. You're actually, I'm thinking about it. That's like a, a scene in the movie Matrix when Neo's in the car. If you've seen it before, the first one, and he's like, "I'm out of here," before they take the the bug out of him. And they basically, I think, uh, Trinity says to him, "You've been down that road. You know where it leads." And you have to you, you have to decide that you've been there, you've done that, and it's time to to try something different. Old Dirty Dasher says it's just weird when you have your guard up at all times when co-parenting. It is weird. You are absolutely correct in that. And it's 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 not our normal personality. We don't normally go around. In, in, interacting with people in that way. So it makes it really tough. Will says he loves the matrix. I need to watch that again. I want I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. I am going to barring any more technical difficulties, which <laughs> if today is any indication, this might not work, <laughs> but I'm going to go to the caller that's coming from area code four, seven, zero and wanting to talk about legal stuff. So let me hit the button and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, it's iTumblers again. Hey, iTumblers, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing better right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny, right? I always ask that question, it's, and it's a bad question on this show because everyone's generally not doing well. So thank you for asking it back to me. Anyways, go ahead. What, what's your What's your topic? Well, what I want to say is that um, your show definitely helps a lot of people feel better. I will definitely point that out. So um, thank, thank you for having this morning show. And um, i just like to call because it's kind of like a thought and kind of a question too at the same time. So as you know, they try to, the narcissist will try to smear your, will, will try to paint you as something that you're not. You oh know, yeah. Just by, you know, speaking with a, with an evaluator, speaking with a JL, you know, they'll try to, they'll try to, how do you say, dramatize certain events to yep. fit their narrative. You know, so that way it, it, yeah, to fit their narrative. Exactly. So I was going through my evidence, um, because I have to give it to my lawyer so he can, uh, put it as like, I guess evidence for the final trial and, uh, and I was kind of looking at it, and, um, and what I noticed is that the narcissist—if you find enough evidence on them—you'll find that they're angry people. And so, what that led me to this was: I remember the the jail tried to um, recommend that we attend co-parenting counseling, in which we both agreed to. And then I looked at the contract, and then I was like, and "That was someone that was—it was somebody. It was a co-parenting counselor that." her uh her attorney recommended and i stupidly agreed to at first and then i saw the contract and i saw like the some of the things that you know like the cost and uh, one party is able to bring the the counselor in into uh the trial and then i'm on the hook for half of that right i don't like all this too expensive so i backed out of it (laughs) so anyways the um when we went to the temporary hearing, you know, um, the jail noted that I was not fulfilling my responsibility by because I backed out of co-parenting counseling. And then they tried to, on their side, since he makes more money than me, 
and she knew I was about to start paying child support and I had my bills and all this other stuff. She was trying to like basically destroy me in finances. Right. And so um, basically what they tried to do was they were trying to get me back into co-parenting counselor with her. She's willing to spend the money to destroy me. Oh, of course. But also they also, yeah, they also recommended that I uh, attend, um, what was it? Parenting coaching on my own as well. <laughs> Which was like, this person refuses to co-parent. She alienated me from the child for seven, eight months, and she had the legal ability to do that. And so the judge denied both of those requests from their side. So I was like, thank God. But I had no idea that they were going to ask about that parenting coaching for me. Um, so anyways, I thought about that. And, um, you know, and I was looking through the evidence yesterday. And then I was like, you know what? There's enough evidence to now say that probably she needs anger management counseling. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, you know, it's not. And so in my opinion, if you have, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be something I'm going to talk to my lawyer about. Um, when I give him this evidence, I'm like, hey, for the final hearing, I want to request that the ex take anger management classes. Yeah, I and think. It's kind of like a way to, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that sounds like a good idea. I mean, double check with your attorney to make sure it's a good strategy, but, and then make sure you're just bringing it up with, with, uh, I mean, see what they're doing is they're taking your situation and they're like, oh, I just wish he was such a better, better dad. And, and you had a co-parent. I mean, I'm so great. So he should take a course, right? You know, that's the underlying theme, right? It's, it's not like, right. it, it's not like, Hey, it would be beneficial for everyone to do it. It, it it's to try to under, it's try to, to hurt your credibility, but I mean, I don't, I mean, I think in a lot of ways we need to learn to play the game in their way too. Right. And, and I was like, you know, mm -hmm. if you could turn around and say, oh, you know, I mean, after looking at all this, I mean, you know, I mean, it's really normal for people to, to be really angry after a divorce. I think it would be really helpful for her to take anger management courses because it's, you know, obvious that, that she's that way. Right. And, and couch it that way, which will probably make her lose her mind. Um, cause you gotta be careful, right? You don't exactly. want it to just look like, you know, well, she's just angry and I want her to take a class. Right. Cause then it looks like tit for tat. You, you have to make sure mm -hmm. you, you're communicating it in a way to, to, uh, show concern and to show that, uh, you know, you're just thinking about the best interests of everyone involved. And you know what I'm saying that, I mean, that's what they've been doing to you, right? I, as I'm saying that you're probably exactly. looking at it going, well, that's exactly how they've been trying to couch it. And it's hard to argue it because if someone's saying, oh, well, who couldn't benefit from parent, uh, extra parenting classes. But, but again, you're right. Yep. It's, it's, um, it's to try to demonstrate that you're not a great parent. Um, that ha what happened with me, I mean, just, I'm going to throw this out here is, uh, whenever we started to do this, whenever, um, I would, uh, was supposed to have the kids for the first time for the first holiday, they made a stipulation that another adult had to be there. Well, you can have the kids for that week, but, but you have to have somebody else there. And you taking time off of work to be the adult there, yeah, that's not enough because you don't know what you're doing, right? That was the underlying comment. Um, you know, and, and right. it's, it's the thing, that, I think the thing that, that, that all of us need to remember on this, this is theater, right? These people, mm -hmm. I was going to say something that could get me demonetized, these wonderful human beings uh, who, who, who provide us with the opportunity, opportunity to learn and grow in our lives, aren't we so lucky? want to um, just take away at that, at, at that, right? At your credibility. 
You know, they just to kind of put that message out there that uh, that I tumblers or Dwayne just doesn't have it in him to be the parent. Maybe one day with appropriate experience and time, you know, for lucky they would be right. But it's like, and, and you just have to yeah. understand that that's what's going on and not let it get to you. Because what happens is it gets to you. You respond in a way to where it kind of looks like, well, maybe they're right. And you, and you start to hurt your own credibility. Exactly. So it's just one of those things that I've, um, cause I could, I was thinking about, Oh, well maybe she needs to go to parenting class on her own and she needs to go to co-parenting. Well, you should you say know, the same. I mean, that type of stuff. I would, looks, I would it put it reciprocal and it's it for cat. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, hopefully your attorney could do that, but yeah, I mean, just work a strategy with them. Um, do you trust your, your guy that you're, are the person you're working with? So I just hired him. I was the one I was kind of doing on my own for a good while. And I wound up benefiting from representing myself. I was giving myself money and I was actually doing a lot better than probably okay. what normal attorneys would do just because her attorney, um, she really, uh, she just thought I was going to do a bad job. So then I actually wound up doing a better job than she thought. So I wanted to take advantage of that. And no, that's so, dude. Um, that's a great yeah, strategy, kind of right? Because if they under if they underestimate what you're doing, and put less effort in, and you actually are are cogent on what you're trying to do, I don't know if that's the right word, but but deliberate, I guess. Yeah, it could be an advantage for you. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know. You just got to think about it a little bit. Yeah. And I was just going through the evidence, and I was like, um, you know what? I was like it would be probably a better idea to request this to request that you take anger management. It's going on the offensive. It's, it's different than what anyone has ever mentioned before. I have the evidence to back it up. I even have evidence of her dad even telling me like through text message that she gets upset easily. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? More credible I mean, than own parent admitting that. Right. And I think that if, again, approaching it in a way to where you try to, I mean, it, anyone's going to look at this, especially in a family court situation and think part of it's tit for tat, right? But if you can communicate that in a, like, like it's been a while since I've done the, the, the club or the interview with Cordell and Cordell, but he specifically talked about that in that, in that interview towards the end about how to communicate your concern for the patterns, behavior and, and what, your position, right? I mean, you can do it yeah. more over, or more like attacking, but you have, you need to do it in a way that communicate. Think about it this way. How many times have you been to court or you've been around your ex where it's like, Oh, I'm such the greatest parent. And I'm, you know, and I'm so calm and rational and you're sitting there going, Holy hell, who the, you know, <laughs> damn, I would love to have been married to yeah. that person, you know? And, and, but think about it, right. Yeah. But it's all, and it's hard because for us, it's emotional because it's real. So you're looking at that going, holy crap, behind closed doors, this person is freaking Medusa. And now they're, you know, they're acting like the little mermaid. I don't, you know, whatever. I mean, just some sweet, innocent little person like, oh my God, what? I don't know how we got here. It's just so sad that I tumblers is so angry and, and doesn't know how to parent. It's just, I really wanted my marriage to work. You know, that type of crap. And you're looking at it going, holy crap, whenever no one's around, you're freaking sticking me with knives, you know, metaphorically. And, and it messes with your head. So you're sitting exactly. there just looking like, what the hell? And they, you know, everyone looks at them 
and they look like the sweet, innocent little prim and proper, you know, sit up straight, get right posture, and everything's great, and you're like, what the heck? The, the thing is, is you have to come across the same way, you know? I mean, the reality is, yeah. and, and what you're talking about doing in my thought, my thought, again, check with your attorney, is it's spot on. You know, if you have all this extra inf- yeah. information and just say, you know, um, I mean, divorces are really, are really stressful and, and, uh, you know, people are, you know, need help doing that. And I think Mrs. X I tumblers would, would really benefit from anger management class. Look at this layout of, of these particular patterns of behavior where, <laughs> where, you know, she's really struggling with, with the, with the stress and the anxiety from this. And this would be better for everyone. Right. I mean, you know, you, if you're able exactly. to lay it it's out there. Investment. You know, and if you could pull it off that way, then probably they'll be like, yes, you know, all right, boom, boom. Yeah. All right. I tumblers, you're going to do parenting, you know, co-parenting courses on your own. And she's going to go to anger management classes, you know, dunk next. And then she'll probably want to rip your head off afterwards, you know, because, you know, but I would, I would go for that. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's not going to (laughs) help. She's not going to go through that course and become a better human, but, um, it, it's, it's a good oh, move. It is like, I think it's a good move because it's, first of all, we know that there's something wrong with people. Yeah. So it's actually, it's not like we're just doing it just to hurt them. I'm right. not doing it to hurt her. I'm just saying that, look, there's a legitimate concern yeah, that I exactly. have that she has anger management. Right. Yeah. I mean, that she needs to control her anger. So it's right. like, it's like a good thing, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, honestly, like, so it, it goes both ways. It's like, yeah, I know that she's going to hate it. I know she's going to get mad. I know that there's probably going to be some type of action from her later that will probably try to get back at me yep. for it. But if it does go my way, but they know that because my attorney did say that you can ask the court to do anything. You so can. I want everyone to know, like be reasonable when you're asking things. Well, but yeah, but you're, you're right. You, you got to make sure that whatever you throw out there doesn't hurt your credibility. Right. I mean, because you're right. You could. Exactly. You could go into court and say, I want her psychologically evaluated. I want her uh, to get, have anger management courses. I, I want uh, full custody of the kids until all this is done. And I want her to pay me support and alimony. And, uh, and I want a new car. Yeah, you can do all of that. Right. But at some point, you're going to look, they're, yeah. they're going to look at it and go, this guy is, an, is a, not, a, not a good person. He's a butthole. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're, you'll hurt your credibility and they'll say no, no, no to everything to you and potentially say yes to everything she says. Our credibility is our greatest asset yeah. when we're going through this. So, but yeah, you know, you're right. You exactly. can. And, the and two more things I just want to say, um, when you're right, and I'm just saying this to everybody that's listening, when you're recommending these things, there is a possibility that they might force you, the person that's requesting it, to pay for all of it. Yep. If not half of it, or... If you're lucky, the other side will be paying for that. Hopefully, if you can make your case that like, hey, there's out of your control, you know, they should be the one paying for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so just know that when you're making these requests, don't just like. Yeah, it's a good point. Thinking that the other side is just going to pay for it. Yeah. I got and caught. The, I got caught. Oh, honey, hold on a second on that. I just want to say this. I got caught up in that with the custody evaluation because I asked for it. So they made me pay for the whole thing. So what was your second issue? Oh, the second thing is just a recommendation. So there's a book called um and this is for our pro se um litigants but also people that just have a lawyer and they need to uh, and they're trying to manage the lawyer, lawyer so when they're going to pre-trial i mean when they're doing pre-trial um practice i guess with their attorney um there's a book called um making your case by um Antonin Scalia. so he's the the Supreme Court judge that died a few years ago 
And so basically he gives a very high level of, um, of just trying to make your argument in court, right? So it's like, if you're trying to go into this whole thing, you know, and you're trying to build a case that's helping yourself, um, you know, it could help, it could not. But I've, I've gotten a few days ago and I was looking through it. I was like, I was like man, I'm like, this is one of those resources I wish I would have knew before going to the temporary hearing because it's not like so legally technical that you can't understand it because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> is that but the book that I just pulled up? Information. It's making your case, the art of persuading judges. Oh, I, is that it? Yep, that's right. By, yeah, by Anthony Scalia. So regardless if you're a conservative or liberal, I mean, like, these are really smart people at the end of the day. Where I mean, he got to their position, you know, somehow. Yeah, but he, um, that's a really, really good book. And the second one is he actually has another book. It's like, I think it's called, uh, and I just got it yesterday, but I haven't read it. It's like leading, reading legal text. And I do think that's like a really a one that's made for lawyers. I mean, I haven't really read through it, so I can't say that, but it's a way bigger book. And it's probably more legal, like has legal jargon into it. But the first one that I did get, that one that you just pulled up, that is a very good um, read because you can actually, for most people that are not lawyers, they can read it and understand it and kind of know how to make an argument. And just want to throw that out there. And that was all I had. <laughs> no, good, man. Well, hey, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. I pulled the other one up on the screen too. So thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that and offering awesome. that advice. Hey, have a great rest of your day, man. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. All right. Well, that was cool. Some good information. Let me drop that and get everything back to normal. It uh, looks like there was a couple other comments. Moderator Debbie has sent me, so let me double check that real quick. And let me actually put this, get all these things back to normal. Um, okay. Oh, wow. A lot of stuff's been happening. So let me, uh, let me try to figure this, to figure out where we are. All right. Let me see if I can... I really wish that I was a search in this. I really have to ask them for this. It would make it so much easier. Um, was that a question to me? Um, come on, where is it? I've been scrolling up. Oh, here we go. So Flying Free says, my guy's been stuck trying to figure out his ex longer than four years I've been with him. He no longer talks about the future or even seems to have any happiness stuck. I don't know how to help. You know what, Flying Free? I was, I was in that mode for the longest time myself. Uh, you know, the first few years of the relationship with Debbie, I was constantly talking. I mean, we were, we were constantly talking about the ex. You know, honestly, you, it, it's about communication. My, I mean, this is quick. You know, quick take just from a comment. You need to have a conversation saying, hey, we need to change this. And if he's not willing or not able to do it, then you have to make the decision of whether it's something that you want to, I mean, is that what you want the relationship to be? And, uh, you know, I mean, only you are going to be able to answer that. But the reality is at some point you just have to say, okay, you know what? I care about you. I hope the best for you. But at the end of the day, I can't keep living like this. So let me, uh, let me know if that was helpful. And uh, all right, so. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Caleb says, hey, I never get to participate in the live stream, so I'm glad you're able to today, but, but I can today. 
you helped me come to terms with some major stuff that I've, and I've been out for a year now. It feels great to completely shed that life. Man, I appreciate you saying that, man, because it, it, it's, that right there is the victory of all of this. We, 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 we start this in the middle of the most difficult experience that we'll ever probably go through. It, it just drags you down and it can feel like you can't get through it. So I always appreciate when people come back and share and say, you know what? This does get better. You do have a light. You know, the, you, you, once you can shed the chaos and the toxicity that uh, you had previously, it really makes a huge, huge difference. Ooh, I like this one too. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, okay. Oh, man. I can't find it. Where is it? Well, okay, I couldn't find it, but Shell of the Crab says, it's like your mind is on permanent virus checker mode, scanning for, for current and potential attacks coming your way. Oh, my God. I so remember being in that mindset and that mode, and it was driving me crazy. I was in this, this ultra-hyper paranoid mode waiting for the next attack, waiting for the next thing that was going to happen. And then when things weren't happening, I started freaking out because it's like, oh, my God, Something's going to happen because it always does, and you're always waiting for it. It's really tough. It's hard to go from that mindset to where you have the skill set to defend yourself, so to speak, but not be crazy about it. I'm, I'm trying to think. like I'm not a fighter or anything like that, but I would, I would in my mind, I'm thinking it's like if you, if you go to learn some type, some form of, of comp, you know, jiu-jitsu or uh, fighting or, or cog, cogma comma gras, if I'm saying that correctly, because I know some people who've done that. If you're going to that and you're like, because, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always being picked on. I'm always being attacked. So I need to be ready. And everywhere you go into the store, you're, you're thinking about it and like, okay, what would I do if something happened and stuff? And you're doing it from a, um, from a, a place of panic. That's what, I think that's where we start out. But after a while, once you start to under, you start to trust yourself and you're like, okay, you know what? I got this. I have the skill set. I know what I'm doing. I'm v vigilant. You know, my, my subconscious is watching everything. I don't need to be hyper-focused on it. Then it kind of shifts. It, it shifts more to uh, a state of fear and more of a state of uh, empowerment and confidence. <laughs> Tiffany's like, just press the F key. I hear you. The, the problem is, is that the, the thing where I go to grab the comments, they don't have it. If I do it, 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 it like I'm, I'll, I'll click in this window right now and I'll go command F and it opens something in, uh, it opens up, it does it in a different window. It, it's really frustrating, but thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate that. All right. So let me see if I can find, oh, Sue, now I, I, I made a mistake, so now I have to re reset everything. Uh, let me check these other ones. Let's see if I can find this one. Find this one from Shane. Nope. There it is. Shane says, 
DST, my ex was vile. If we went to, to a trial and audio evidence was admissible, it would have been a slam dunk. A lot of the nasty things and threats she said to me were in front of the kids. Yeah, it's, it's, and Shane, were you able to use any, I can't remember, were you able to use any of that? And then you also go on to say to show the crowd, Honest, honestly, I dream of the day when I don't have to worry about the quote unquote payback and in the manipulation that my kids are exposed to. I'm, I, I concur with that assessment, Shane. So, all right. Oh, that's funny. I was going to go to the caller and they hung up. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> uh, oh, I got to look at the clock. All right. No, we're doing good on time. All right. Let me see what else. See that, you know, that's the other issue that we get stuck in with this. It's the unfairness of it all. I know we've hinted about this throughout this particular show. But it really is tough when there are, like with what Shane was talking about, saying stuff in front of the kids, doing, doing stuff that's so overtly wrong, and then you feel like you're the one who's happened to jump through the flaming hoops and dance on fire, and they don't seem to have to deal with anything, it can make, that's a, that will make, that in and of itself is crazy making behavior. And I know for me, that really screwed with my head. And it didn't help my performance because it's hard to be around somebody who's acting, doing these things. You know, I mean, it's like they're throwing rocks at you, you're getting pelted with rocks. And then you have the authorities coming up saying, hey, man, stop throwing rocks. And you're like, I'm not throwing rocks. Well, look at all these rocks that are laying around you. You obviously are doing something with rocks because we see a pile of rocks. And, you're, and you want to say, that person's throwing the rocks right over there. Sir, the rocks are all around you. No. Do you see the cuts on my face? That's irrelevant, sir. You know, you need to stop throwing rocks. And if you don't stop doing this, we're going to have to do, you know, this is going to escalate and we're going to have to make you stop. Let me ask you that. How many people with what I just said, how many people feel that that is an, as a, as an apt description of the way this feels when you're going through this? That you're trying to just point out the obvious and everyone else is looking at you like, nope, that's not what I see. I see something completely different. I see that you are the one that, that's making the mistakes. It's really tough, you know, I mean, and it, and it, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, it's so, it's so hard to, for it's, it's hard to describe this to anyone else. If somebody hasn't been through this and you tried to explain this to them, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, just like the example of that. Hippie chick says, true. I think you're saying that to me. Shane says, DSD, I felt like a punching bag for verbal abuse the entire two and a half years, uh, long, two and a half year long divorce. John says, throwing rocks, I have marks all over me when I, uh, me, then when I throw one back, it's all my fault. 
Yeah. How many times do they sit there and they provoke you to do a response and then they turn around and when you respond, it's, it's, uh, they make it your fault. Blue says, yep. Uh, Tiffany says 100% and yes. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Hippie Chick says the anger voice versus the disappointment voice. Caleb says for sure. Yeah, the wise chat manager says people that haven't experienced it will not understand it. Man, that is so true. Down the rabbit hole, Truth Seeker says it's called abuse by proxy. Oh, and iTumblr says, DST, it's important we use their NPD characteristics against them in court. Yeah. Focus on the patterns of behavior. Point it out about that. And, and you have to be careful how you do it, right? You can't be turning around saying, you know, they're NPD. I've decided because I've watched a ton of, of narcissistic abuse videos, because, they, because of the abuse I went through, I now know what they are. And you need to do something. No, you will. You, you you can pretty much kiss your credibility goodbye if you do that. Focus on the patterns of behavior. Focus on those characteristics. You don't even call them NPD characteristics. Just say, look, there's this type of behavior that's happening. These are examples of it, and this is a problem. Tomorrow, uh, I'm supposed to have uh, Marco Brown, the attorney from Utah, who does the TikTok videos and talks a lot about how to divorce a narcissist. He, he, has a, he covers a lot of topics, but that's the one that's obviously caught my eye. So he will be here tomorrow, and we're, we're going to deep dive into that, into how to effectively go to court with somebody you strongly suspect has NPD or BPD, but that you don't have a diagnosis. So uh, make sure you guys stay, stay, uh, stay tuned and watch for that. New Eyes says, hard to explain that the judge is a narc. Now, you just focus on the patterns of behavior, right? You're not going to go in and say, my ex is a narc. You're exactly like you are, judge. You're going to focus on the patterns of behavior, what they're doing. And you, you're, you'll, have a better, you'll have a better chance, even if you have people who are, who are uh, not the greatest people in there. See, this is a problem. Our brand says 18 18 videos of her hitting me and trying to hurt our unborn child at the time by soaking her hands in concentrated cleaner. Judge Saul, none. Oh, God. Dude, I feel for you, man. You know, you you try to do everything right. You feel like you're, you're, you're focusing on the right things and it doesn't work. You know, I mean, if that wasn't... I don't know. You'd have to double check with your attorney, but you know, maybe look at a potential appeal or something. And then you got to, we have to also ask ourselves, why is this evidence being ignored? What has happened that, that my reputation, my character has been so slandered that they don't even, they're not even going to look at it. Is it just bias from the court? Could be. And if it's bias from the court and they're not, making a decision appropriately, then an appeal is the appropriate action. 
and if you're, you know, and I would encourage you to, to um, look up uh, uh, the proper person. I wonder if I could pull this up. I know I'm running out of time. The proper person, YouTube. Let's see if this will pop up. Uh, and it always runs slow when I'm on, on stream, so it takes a bit to load. Um, but anyways, if it doesn't load, I, I would check with him because he has a lot of information about how to deal with those type of situations. You know, I mean, if they're making, if they're discounting information and they have a reason and it's legal, then you may not have anything to, 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 uh, um, appeal. But if, if it's a procedural problem, you probably can appeal it. But then the issue is, is you have to decide whether it's worth, whether it's worth the fight, right? Because we get so wrapped up into this and it's so emotionally draining. It's like, okay, is it worth it to try again to potentially get slammed back down? Or do you stop? For me, I finally got to the have to stop mode because I ran out of money. I couldn't do it anymore. And it was like, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And I know I can't just burn everything to the ground. So I know we only have a few minutes left, but I do have another caller for area code 816. Uh, it says boundaries and when to say no. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, it's Will. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Will. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I know we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll try to make this uh, quick. Sure. Uh, I had a, wanted to get your thoughts on on uh, boundaries, you know, like going through, you know, your, your videos and other videos like it. Um, everyone says that, you know, boundaries are important, you know, draw your line, you know, so to say. Um, so I've dealt with, you know, issues in the past and then issues here recently where, you know, the, the narc would, you know, put me down, say all kind of negative things and all this other stuff. But then right after that, ask me to do something, you know, and do something for her. Right. And at the time, I didn't realize what was going on. So I was doing it, you know. Oh, oh okay. OK. You need me to go get you a hamburger? Uh, I'll do it. Sure. Right. You know, whatever, you know. But then I started to recognize the pattern after, you know, waking up, so to say. Um, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. No, you can't put me down forever and then ask me to do something, you know? So fast forward, you know, a couple of years or whatever, there's still little times here and there when she'll ask for like little things, you know, in my mind, all of the stuff that has happened, like it's, it's not like it went away. Like all that stuff still happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are still two years of you putting me down and calling me all kinds of names and threatening me and all this other stuff. Now here you are asking me to do something for you. Like, right. Why would I do that? You know? So I bring this up. Um, I've talked to a couple of friends or whatever. And, you know, so what, and, and to other people have said, you know, some, something kind of similar. They'll say, well, do the opposite. You know, if she asks you for something, she's expecting you to say no. So say yes. Oh, you know, oh okay. And then do whatever it is for her. And I'm like, wait, no, that 
no. <laughs> why would I do something that, you know, there's like a, a, a game in there, you know, like why would I well, see, let me, well, let me ask you this. Cause I know, I know we're running out of time. So let me, let me just ask you this. Have you, okay. So you, have you set the, have you, have you done something along those lines? Have you, you know, has her behavior changed a little bit and you said, Oh, and you're thinking, okay, well you're being a little nicer. So I'm going to do something. Have you, have you, have you played that out? Cause most of the time what happens is, is they act nicer to try to lull you back into a false sense of security. And as soon as things, as soon as things go back to normal, then they start attacking you again. Now, if you have that experience and you've already yeah. tried this and that's what's happened, then you got to do what's right for you. And it, and if, if, if you've, and that's kind of what you're talking about is the same process I went through. Cause I remember, I, I remember that. I remember going through that whole thing that whenever she would start to be nice, I'm like, wait a minute, you get to be this colossal monster and you know, burn everything down, and then one day you decide that everything's fine. Okay, I've decided that I'm not going to play games anymore, which is also not true because it's still all the same. But that's I felt the same way. I'm like, no way in hell, no way in hell am I going to allow you know to just ignore all this. And the problem is, is a lot of people will be like, oh well, she's changed. Oh well, you can't just be angry forever. So my take on this is, if every time we go through this, most of us have gone through this to where you know they they're mean. We say no. They do something, you know, then they start to be nice. And then we're like, okay, well, you're being nicer. So I'll do something quote unquote nice. And then they go right back to being the pit viper monster that they always were. You know, if, if you constantly, every time you interact with this person, they turn back into Medusa. I don't know why I'm using Medusa today as an analogy, but, but believe that. Right. And if, and if I would say you got to do what's right for you. I mean, if you're doing it out of anger, you know, whatever, that's kind of, that's a bit of a problem. But if she's being nice and she's like, oh, hey, you know, um, you look really great today. Um, could you, you know, could you change my tire on my car? And if you want to, fine, right? If that's something you want to do and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll have the, you know, little Johnny here help me out and it'll be great. Fine. If not, just say, oh, man, you know, hey, it doesn't, you know, um, no, I got to go. And, uh, you know, AAA will help you with that and leave. I mean, but uh, I. You have to have more com- you have to have more faith in in your own decision, and I and I say that because I know how hard it is when people start throwing in things that are opposite of what you're thinking. And then you start going, well, crap, should I do that? Am I doing this wrong? You know, am I just holding on to a grudge? I mean, I'm sure you probably had those thoughts, right? Oh yeah, of course. And the whole you know now she's playing nice thing. You know, like I've. I was, we were together for 12 years, married for 10. So I saw it all. Yeah. Like I, I know I can recognize exactly what you're doing here. You're, you're saying something nice and then you want, because you want something out of me, you know, right. and then it's a lose lose because if I do it, then that is, well, I still have him under my control. If right. I don't, then it's, Oh my God, see, I knew you wouldn't do it. Oh, I hear a piece of crap, da, 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 you know? So if, if that's going to be the outcome, then it's just no. <laughs> yeah, and, no, but, I'm not. Yeah, but the reality is, is we we have to get to the point that we don't need any validation or anything from a toxic ex, right? And and what I mean is, is like th- thinking that it's like okay, well, if I say yes, you know, maybe the attacks will soften, and if I know if I say no, it's not. You just got to get to the point that you don't care what they do either way. And if it's something that, that, that you want to do or it feels, feels right for you, then fine. I can, you know, I had a couple of experiences 
where yeah, the ex, I remember this one, the ex, uh, their house got burglarized. And, uh, you know, the ex was like, oh, um, you know, hey, do you have all the serial numbers? You know, I mean, it was really being nice. And I'm like, all right, you know, I mean, I, I save everything. So I was able to find it. And it was like, as soon as I did that, you know, she was nice just enough to get what she wanted and then everything went back to normal. And then there was a thing where she had, I had some photographs of her, uh, uh, her, do- her father had passed away while we were married. And uh, I had worked on this collage thing of photographs. And I remember her asking about that too. And again, it was like, she was nice, but as soon as she got what she wants, she went back to being, you know, a pit viper. So, um, you know, if that's been your experience, man, then you don't need to do it. And, and, you know, you could just, you know, if you, mentally in your own mind, you have this boundary and you're like, um, I'm not going to do anything for this person because I don't trust them. You just be nice about it. You know, you don't have to be an ass. You don't have to say, well, you've been a, you know, for 12 years, you've been this colossal, you know, blah, 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 you know, beep, 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 beep. And, uh, and say, no, just be, uh, you know, Hey, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't do that. You know, try someone else call AAA, you yeah. know, I mean for the tire right. analogy, but you know, right. That makes perfect sense. And that's essentially what I've been doing except for with less words, you know, here's the question answer. No. Like I, I try to minimize all contact. I break yeah. it. I'm well, hey, well, let me, let me text message to the smallest amount of words yeah, possible. That's good. And let me just say that uh, if you answer, even answering those terse ways, if they think that, I mean, if, if, cause this is what's worked for me and I'm not completely terse, but, but if it's like, my opinion is, is if the ex feels like, Oh, okay, he's still angry. You know, I still have that control over his mind and that keeps them from doing other things. Then you're winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's awesome right there. That, yeah. All right, man. Perfect, sir. Hey, thanks for calling for your, your insight. Yeah. So me, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And the the problem is this goes back to another trend where people just don't understand, you know, you, and you gotta be really careful what you say to people because a lot of times we'll say stuff and we're, and we're, and we are looking for validation. We're looking for someone else to say, man, that's crazy. Why in the hell would you ever do anything for that person? But sometimes they don't have the same perspective that we do. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you do that? But on that, we are up to the end of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I think even with the catastrophe that was this morning, I think it turned out okay. I just want to uh, say thanks to everybody who supports the channel and uh, all the channel members. I'm going to go ahead and, oh, crap, where did I put it? I moved it. So thanks to everybody who has clicked the button to become a member and supported the channel that way. It helps keep the lights on, keep things going. I really appreciate it. I will be back tomorrow with uh, Marco Brown, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.